Hello, and welcome to Y'all Need Witchcraft, the podcast for all things witchy. I'm your host, Rosemary, and this is episode eight. So one of the questions I get often about being a witch is how we celebrate holidays in our faith practice. The truth is, as we've discussed previously, there are many different types of witches, so of course everyone has their own way to celebrate. I'm not trying to gatekeep and do whatever works for you. I'm not here to judge. Holidays are great. With that being said, I would say that most witches in North America practice or follow to some extent the wheel of the year. Folk magic really encompasses various calendars or wheel of the year work, and this is prevalent in many cultures around the world. In European or Western culture, the Wiccan wheel of the year is one of the most common, tying in the seasons with secular holidays, solstices, and equinoxes. And just to clarify, an equinox, which sounds like the word equator or equal, is when the sun crosses the equator, so day and night are of equal length. A solstice, which soul, sun, is when the sun reaches minimum or maximum declination, so in June and November, when the sun is seen for the longest day in June or the shortest day in December. And it's pretty nifty to think about this in a historical perspective. We know that ancient cultures were aware of and centered worship around the sun and the moon. Some human, thousands and thousands of years ago, sat down and realized the balance and the dates of when things changed. Most ancient cultures had some kind of calendar or way to keep track. We know about Aztec calendars, Egyptian calendars, Chinese calendars, and Sumerian calendars. Most of them were based on the sun, so solar-based calendars to start. The oldest calendar that's still in existence today is the Jewish calendar, which is believed to have been developed from a Babylonian calendar in the 6th century BC, and that's actually a lunar calendar, which is why dates move in those calendars because the moon doesn't follow a Julian calendar. Anyway, back to holidays. Of note, many years and cultures actually began in the springtime, not the dead-ass of winter between celestial events like we celebrate now. The wheel of the year actually begins with Samhain, but I thought we'd start where I'm posting this up, which is close to Ostara. So let's go through the wheel of the year. Keep in mind that Rituals and festivals are often founded around Celtic, Germanic, and European ideas that were centered on farming, harvesting, and living closely to the earth in an agrarian society. So these components play a huge part in the calendar. Also of note, gardening zones might be quite different where you live and of course are centered in the northern hemisphere. So it's all about perspective. Where I live in gardening zone 4B, spring shows up in late April and winter starts in November. So Growing up in zone A, 9A, of course, I mourn the much longer growing seasoning seasoning <laughs> season there. So you know how Easter moves dates? Well, that's because it's originally a lunar holiday, so moon-based holiday, like we just talked about, for the goddess Eostri. Eostri? Also, the goddess Ishtar. These are goddesses of fertility, reproduction, and rebirth, which makes sense if you think about it. In the will of the year, this coordinates with Ostara, which is the spring equinox. Next, we have Beltane, which is also known as May Day, and it does occur April 31st to May 1st. Festivals across Europe marked this with maypoles and bonfires, and it's associated with the Roman deity Flora. Sounds like flowers, right? See? You know Latin. And flowers are often present, so it's a spring ritual where some flowers have already begun to spring up, 
and you'll see flower crowns around and maybe some love and fertility shenanigans. Next, we have Letha or Midsummer. This is the June solstice, Midsummer's Day, the longest day of the year. So we have more bonfires, more celebration. There's a traditional story that the Oak King, who represents summer, battles with the Holly King, who represents winter. And in this fist fight, the Holly King wins and the days get shorter towards winter. In August, we have first harvest or Lugnas. Oh, Lordy, I probably pronounced that wrong. I'm sorry, guys. It has strong Celtic roots with the god Lu, and athletic competition, feasting, and matchmaking were highlights, as well as the first grain harvest, which is what they're really celebrating here. Lugnasa. Lugnasa? Something along those lines, guys. The next festival is Maybon, and that's in September, and is the autumnal equinox. Maybon is actually a Welsh god. And this festival is in mid to late September and celebrates the second harvest and the balance of the day being half light and half dark. The symbols of the cornucopia and apple are the symbols of this festival. As you might suspect, feasting, a good party and some rest and apple cakes are all part of this celebration. And of course, Samhain is the most popular celebration and it's actually New Year's for many. In this festival, we see the god or male deity as the sun king. He goes through the cycle of death and travels the underworld during the winter, resting and gaining wisdom. That means the days get darker and colder, and the world is resting as well. The idea is that we also rest and become introspective, and are not doing farm labor, and find renewal within ourselves. Apples are again a magical symbol of life and balance and are used in rituals for Samhain. So bobbing for apples, sound familiar? It's also commonly believed that the veil between worlds is thinner, allowing us to communicate with and honor the dead. Many pagans will light candles for those who have passed. Day of the Dead or Dia de los Muertos is a huge and fabulous festival of Mexican heritage. That's on November 1st and it's ancestor honoring. Now, when I talk about this, if the song Un Poco Loco doesn't pop into your mind immediately, then you need to go watch Coco. It was a good movie. After Samhain, we get Yule, which is also the winter equinox or Christmas. So Yule logs, Yule goats, singing, candles, and foods are celebrated. And they, they have Germanic origins. Yule is from Joel or Jolnir, which is one of Odin's names. So if you think about that, okay, you know, we've got some Norse pagan association there as well. The horned sun king is another representation of Odin. So as we talked about earlier, it's the solstice, so the Sun King and the Holly Kings get into it again. But this time, the Sun King, or Odin, wins, which allows for longer days as he slips out of the underworld and gets back to work. Holly, of course, acknowledges the Holly King. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Who we talked about earlier. And finally, we have Imbolc in February. So this is a festival that marks the beginning of spring and is associated with St. Bridget, as uh, you know. Christianity had to take over a little bit in order to get people to assimilate. The goddess Brigid was in charge of healing, poetry, and smithing. A Brigid cross is traditionally made from reeds and is a four-sided art piece you can make representing a cross for protection. So keep in mind here that the equal-armed cross is a magical symbol that goes way back to pre-Christian times in many cultures and is used for protection, kind of, you know, a balance or flow. Bridget dolls are also made or buried, 
put by the hearth as a house blessing. And rowan or willow trees or branches are often thought for for this festival to be blessing and protection. So the crosses and dolls often have some components of rowan or willow. Also, blackberries and ginger are natural items that are used for in bulk or the beginning of spring. So who practices what? It depends. It depends on your traditions, your beliefs, how motivated you are. I suppose, you know, we're all lazy to some extent. I am. I usually do something that acknowledges the solstices and equinoxes, and because that's where I find my practice. Some of the in-between festivals don't do much for me because I'm not Wiccan, and I'm not Celtic or Germanic in my practice. I do think they're meaningful and wonderful acknowledgments of the turning of the earth and seasons, regardless, regardless of your religion. My favorite, of course, yep, it's Halloween. So think about it. I get to dress up as a witch, and I do, and act completely normal for a witch. Nobody says shit that's judgy because I'm just in character. Obnoxious costume? No problem. Waving a broom around to bless my house? No problem. Bonfire in my backyard with drinks? Just a party. Walking my perimeter with sage on fire and salt in my hand? Totally normal Halloween shit. Well... My neighbors are usually in bed by the time I do rituals, and only one has put a cross facing my property since we bought the house, so I think they're pretty clueless. So that's the Wheel of the Year, basic pagan holidays. I hope you found this information helpful and insightful. Reach out. Uh, We're on TikTok now, too, as well as Instagram for Y'all Need Witchcraft. And you can always email me at y'allneedwitchcraft at gmail. No apostrophe there. Thanks for listening, and talk to you soon.